Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to the Grief to Growth podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he's here to help you grow where you've been planted. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. His sincere hope is that this episode helps you today. I want to talk today about a question that I get, unfortunately, fairly often, and it's one that actually breaks my heart. And the most recent example is someone reached out to me. She's a 30-year-old woman whose brother was killed in a drunk driving accident. He was 33. Uh, He has a seven-month-old son. And she wanted to know if the accident was punishment for somebody, for something that she had done wrong or something that he had done wrong. And a lot of times parents have the same concern. Was my child killed because I did something wrong? And I'm going to answer, and and the other thing is, people say, is the person who killed, maybe they did something wrong and they're being punished. So when I address both those questions right up front with the firm, no, no one is killed as punishment for something that they have done. And especially no one is killed for punishment as something that you've done. But where would these notions come from? If you go all the way back to the beginning of time when people started making up various gods, they ascribed different personality traits to the gods. And the gods were just as fickle and capricious as human beings are. So some were mischievous, some were good. And you were always having to keep these gods satisfied with sacrifices, etc. But different gods did different things and bad things were attributed to certain gods and good things attributed to other gods. So when the Jews came up with monotheism, and can basically lumped all these traits into one God. We got a, the God of the Old Testament, who was a God that if you did things right, would take care of you. But if you did things wrong, God would punish you. And so people equated doing things right with life, doing things wrong with death. So death is seen as a punishment, as the ultimate punishment. And if you think about the way some people interpret the book of Genesis, there was no death until Adam committed sin and then death enters the picture. Uh, you think about the idea of why would God kill, or who would get the idea that God would kill a child for the sins of the father? If you go to the story of David and Bathsheba, David uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba, had her husband murdered. She got pregnant. So God said, hey, to punish you guys, I'm going to kill the child. So an innocent child was killed on behalf of for David's sins. This is an idea that's the way it's interpreted by most people. And the, and the Hebrew scriptures are, as we call it, the Christians call it, the Old Testament. So that's where these ideas of punishment come from. 
But, you know, I'm also reminded of the story of Job, where God is described as being good and taking care of Job, but Satan, because later on, they kind of split Satan off from God, and Satan becomes this, like, demigod. He's almost as powerful as God, almost as uh, knowledgeable as God. He's kind of omnipresent, but he's kind of just underneath God, and Satan's running around causing all of our problems. So in this case, Satan goes to God and says, Job is a very good man, he's, he, but he only worships you because you keep him safe. So let me punish Job. Let me, let me uh, put punishment or travails into his life, and let's see if he still worships you. So God, on a bet, lets Satan go after him. So in this case, if you're Job and you don't know any better and his friends don't, his friends come to Job and say, Job, clearly you did something wrong because look at all this punishment that's being heaped on you. You must confess. You must commit, you know, confess of your sins, and then God will take this away. And Job's like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong, but yet Job's getting punished. And we've got, so people, we play this thing. It's like, okay, is God punishing us? Is Satan punishing us? Is God letting Satan punish us? Um, does God punish us for, or does he sometimes test us with these things? So we, we drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out whether Satan's punishing us or God is punishing us or somebody's punishing us and these bad things are happening to us. So this goes, again, especially, especially going to death, it takes the view that death is the ultimate punishment. And I'm here to tell you that death is not a punishment. We are not designed to live in these bodies on this earth forever. The earth can't support all of us anyway. Uh, this is not our home. We come here, we all have an expiration date, every single one of us, whether we commit sins or don't commit sins. Uh, and I know the traditionalist, the analogies, we all commit sins. Um, but I remember being a kid and being told that when you were saved, you were forgiven of all your sins. So if we're forgiven of all of our sins, then why do we have to die? And I remember when Pop died, my grandfather, when I was 11 years old, and I thought, this is the most righteous man I know. Pop was a preacher. Pop was, I looked up to Pop. I admire Pop. I'm like, why would God kill him? Again, some might say, well, he had to die for sin, but we're supposed to believe forgiven. So that didn't make any sense to me either. So I want to say to you that, again, just to emphasize, we come here with an expiration date. We come here with a plan to go home. We all go home in our time. We are not punished with death. And the idea that death is a punishment, it also reminds me of capital punishment, for example, the ultimate punishment, we say. If we as a species understood what happens when people die, we would not punish people by death. That's, you're just sending them home. So that makes no sense to me. And lastly, I want to end with the story that Jesus told. Well, not the story that Jesus told, but they, they brought a blind man to Jesus and they asked him, Jesus, who sinned that this man was born blind? Was it his parents or was it this man? So it's interesting, kind of, kind of brings up the idea of reincarnation because how could the guy have sinned if he was born blind? But that's another story. But they're like, who sinned? Somebody must have sinned. This guy was born blind. And Jesus said, hey, you got it all wrong. It's not that anybody sinned. This man was born blind for the purposes of God, so, for, so that God's glory could be revealed. So that's a, a deeper story. But again, Jesus is saying, you don't want to, you're not looking for why was this guy born blind. And again, it's kind of an analogy to people are similar to people dying. We don't die as punishment. We're not killed as punishment. So I want to put that myth to rest. I want people to feel, you know, grief is bad enough without compiling guilt on top of it. Don't think, what did I do wrong? 
if your child passes away, is it because you had an abortion before or is it because, you know, you didn't have enough faith or whatever it is? Uh, if your brother or somebody is killed in an accident, yes, you know, as Jesus said about the blind man, I do believe there is higher purpose in everything that happens and in, in every act that happens and even in deaths. And I think it's fine to look for those purposes. Why did this happen? What is this here to teach me? Where do I go from here? That's all fine, but it's not punishment. So I hope that helps and I will talk to you later. Well, that's it for another episode of Grief to Growth. This is your host, Brian Smith. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to reach out to me anytime at www.grieftogrowth.com. That's www.grief2growth.com. And you may know I am a life coach and grief partner. So if you'd like to schedule a free half-hour consultation and see how we might work together, you can do that on my website at grieftogrowth.com. Thanks a lot and have a wonderful day. Hey there, if you like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.